بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما باب قول الله تعالى وعلى الله فتوكلوا إن كنتم مؤمنين الله سبحانه وتعالى the exalted says and upon Allah rely if you are true believers and again the Sheikh he uses an ayah as the chapter title and if we were to give this chapter a title we would say reliance on Allah سبحانه وتعالى التوكل reliance on Allah this is what التوكل is and then the relevance of the chapter to the book that التوكل or sincere reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a religious obligation because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا It's an order. فَتَوَكَّلُوا Yes, وَالْأَمْرُ يَقْتَضِي الْوُجُوبُ Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders, then it is what? It is obligatory. فَالتَّوَكُّلُ is a religious obligation which must be solely directed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is one of the greatest acts of worship and therefore like all acts of worship, if it is diverted to other than Allah, then it is an act of shirk and we'll come to see whether it is major shirk or whether it is minor shirk. It can be both, depending on the situation. And then if we were to define a tawakkul, generally speaking, a tawakkul is to rely upon something and to depend on it. So when you say, I have tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're placing your reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you are depending on him. Because you know that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that can bring about all good. And you know that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one who can avert all harm of you. For this is why you place your reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you were to define it more accurately, we would say that it is a sincere reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while implementing the asbab. For the asbab are very important when we are talking about tawakkul. Al-asbab, the means and the causes, they are very important when we are talking about tawakkul. For solely relying on the asbab, this constitutes minor shirk. For before we took, when we're talking about al-asbab, we said that anyone who takes a sabab, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not make a sabab, or his messenger did not make a sabab, then this is minor shirk. But if a person relies on a legitimate sabab, solely, they rely on this legitimate sabab, then this is also a minor shirk. This is also a minor shirk, and we'll come to look at this. For sole reliance upon the asbab is a deficiency of your iman, it is minor shirk. And subhanAllah, relying on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without implementing the asbab is delusional. For example, the person he says, I want to have children, and you ask him, I'm not married. Is this person right in the head? He is not right in the head, subhanAllah. There's something wrong with this person. For getting married is the sabab for having children. Then you have reliance upon Allah. For the asbab must be rejected in the heart. But what belongs in the heart? Is the tawakkul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The asbab don't belong in the heart. The asbab belong on, on the limbs of the person. You implement the asbab on your, on your limbs and your reliance is in your heart upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then if we were to classify tawakkul into categories, we would classify it into three categories. And this will help us understand the ayat and the hadith and the evidences that the Sheikh uses in the book. For the first type is the reverential tawakkul, whereby a person, they firmly believe in their heart that the one whom they are relying upon, the person that they have tawakkul or the thing that they have tawakkul upon, is fully able to bring about all good and is fully able to prevent all evil. This is the reverential tawakkul. This tawakkul only belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
for the one who directs it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is tawheed. And whoever has this tawakkul in other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is major shirk. It removes the person from the fold of Islam. For example, those who rely on the dead, they go to the grave and they say, Madad ya fulan. They ask them for something. They rely on the person in the grave. Can the person in the grave help them? Can the person bring about good or avert any harm? They can do nothing. If they could have done anything, they would have saved themselves from dying in the first place. This supernatural reliance, this supernatural tawakkul. But this is major shirk. This is the reverential tawakkul. And then the second type of tawakkul is the forbidden tawakkul. And this is when you rely upon someone or something in that which they have control over. They have control in this matter. But subhanallah, you place your reliance upon this person or this thing. And this is essentially placing your tawakkul in the asbab. And the classic example which they always give is the person who has tawakkul on their job or their source of rizq or their source of sustenance. They do not look at it as a sabab and that the final rizq is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and their reliance is upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For tomorrow, مثلاً, if they lose their job, they say, This sabab has gone, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up another sabab for me because the rizq is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But these people, they have an attachment, they have a dependency on this sabab to the extent that they do not rely completely on Allah subhanahu their heart instead is attached to the sabab, is attached to the cause. For this one is minor shirk because of the heart's strong attachment to it and their full dependence on it. Or even مثلاً, the one who takes medication. This medication is proved to be effective, but they do not have reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They have reliance upon the medication. They do not say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cure me and this medication is only the cause, is only the sabab. So a person has to be very careful in this regard. And then the third type is the permissible tawakkul which is to rely upon a person in a matter that it is permissible for you to rely upon them. And this is called tawkeel. For example, the Prophet ﷺ, he deputed men to collect the zakat. He relied on these people to go and collect the zakat. Yes, and he deputed men as well to implement the hudud. The hudud, يعني, the Islamic punishments. مثلاً, the, the sariq, you chop off their hand. So the murtad, you kill them. Or the zani, you stone them. These are the hudud. But the Prophet ﷺ, he, he deputed people to implement these hudud. And also the Prophet ﷺ in Hajjat al-Wada' from the 100 ibl that he slaughtered for Hajj. He slaughtered 63 with his own hand And then he deputed Ali anhu to finish the rest. For subhanAllah, this tawakkul is permissible because the person has the capacity to do it and you are not completely relying upon them. For even when you give tawkil to this person, your tawakkul is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they will complete this task. That they will complete this task. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا وَعَلَى اللَّهِ And upon Allah, يعني Allah alone, do not set up partners with Him subhanahu wa ta'ala by placing your reliance on other than Him. Whether it's on the asbab or whether it is in a false deity which constitutes major shirk or minor shirk. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا Place your reliance upon Allah and entrust all your affairs to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ If you are true believers, because true iman necessitates relying upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the parts of iman, one of the shu'ab of iman is that you rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You place your reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like we said before, فَلَا تَخَافُوهُمْ وَخَافُونِ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ We said that al-khawf is related to iman. Similarly, وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ So we understand from the ayah that relying on other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala contradicts iman. It contradicts complete iman. If this tawakkul is what? Is reverential tawakkul. Departure of iman. The iman is completely gone. And if it is the forbidden tawakkul, then it reduces the iman. 
And then the general meaning of the ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states that Musa ordered his people to enter the holy land of Al-Quds, which Allah had promised them, and not to turn away in fear of the tyrannical people who live there. For this ayah, is when Musa alayhi salam, he told Banu Israel to enter Al-Quds. Musa urged them to go forward without fearing their enemies and to rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their pursuit of defeating them and to trust the promise of Allah if they should be believers, if they are true believers. For if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them to enter, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fulfill his promise and you just have to rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the relevance of the ayah to the chapter that tawakkul has a dependency on iman. It increases iman or it reduces iman. And whatever increases iman or reduces iman, then it is an act of worship. Therefore we know that tawakkul is an act of worship which belongs only to Allah. And if it is diverted to other than Allah, then it is an act of an act of shirk, whether it is major shirk or minor shirk. وقوله تعالى إنما المؤمنون الذين إذا ذكر الله وجلت قلوبهم وإذا تليت عليهم آياته زادتهم إيمانا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون in Surah Al-Anfal the second ayah of Surah Al-Anfal the believers are only those who when Allah is mentioned they feel a fear in their hearts and when his ayat are recited to them it increases their iman and upon their Lord they rely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he's describing some characteristics of the believers when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned, their hearts wajilat. They feel a fear in their hearts because of their veneration of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They hold Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a higher regard. And as the Shaykh ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah he said, for example, a person has the intention to commit a sin and then they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or they are reminded of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala someone says to them Ya akhi taqillah fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then all of a sudden this fear of Allah it enters into their heart wajilat qulubuhum and they go away and they turn away from that sin and they do not implement that sin because of their fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this fear in their heart of Allah and the consequences of what will happen to them if they fall into this sin إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا When his ayat are recited to them, يعني the ayat of the Qur'an, زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا It increases them in iman. وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ And upon their Lord they rely, only on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they rely, and no one else. They resign themselves to Allah's will, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed, and while implementing the asbab, and only put their hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the general meaning of the ayah, Allah describes the believers as having three great characteristics. One, when Allah is mentioned, they are faithful and comply with His commands and refrain from His prohibitions. Two, their iman increases when they hear the recitation of the Noble Qur'an. And three, they resign themselves to Allah's will and rely upon Him alone. And then the relevance of the ayah to the chapter, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, from the characteristics of the mu'mineen is that they implement these things. These acts which they do are related to their iman, which goes to show us that they are acts of worship. فَوَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ Their tawakkul in Allah is part of their acts of worship. It is attached to their iman. And if it is directed to other than Allah, then it is an act of shirk. وقوله تعالى يا أيها النبي حسبك الله ومن اتبعك من المؤمنين O Prophet, sufficient for you is Allah and for the believers who follow you in Surah Al-Anfal again in ayah number 64 وقوله تعالى ومن يتوكل على الله فهو حسبه and whoever relies upon Allah then he is sufficient for him in Surah Al-Talaq and we're going to take these two ayat together because they are related to one another فالله سبحانه وتعالى says يا أيها النبي حسبك الله ومن اتبعك من المؤمنين O Prophet sufficient for you is Allah and Allah سبحانه وتعالى is also sufficient for those who follow you from the mu'mineen and then Allah سبحانه وتعالى says ومن يتوكل على الله فهو حسبه 
And whoever relies upon Allah, then he is sufficient for him. So if you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be sufficient for you, what do you need to do? You have to trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَا يُهَا النَّبِيُّ حَسْبُكَ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ اتَّبَعَكَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ O Prophet, sufficient for you is Allah and for the believers who follow you. So if you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be sufficient for you, then you must. You must rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You must have tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can't just say, I want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be sufficient for me. And then you have no tawakkul in Allah whatsoever. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not suffice you if you are not reliant and you do not place your reliance on him. حَسْبُكَ اللَّهِ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ حَسْبُكَ اللَّهِ Allah is sufficient for you, O Prophet, and for the believers who follow you. For if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient for you, you are not in need of anyone else. And then the general meaning of the ayat, in these two ayat, Allah informs the Prophet ﷺ and his ummah that he subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient for them as a supporter and a protector. And thus they are not in need of help from others. Therefore the believers should rely only on Allah and seek only his bounty. Their reward for their tawakkul on him alone is that he will suffice them. And the one whom Allah suffices, then no enemy can have any hope in harming them. And then the relevance of the two ayat to the chapter, that whoever relies upon Allah then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will suffice them. Allah only suffices those whom he is pleased with and those whom he loves. Allah is pleased with the servant because of what they are doing, their deeds. Therefore we know that tawakkul is an act of worship because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the one who implements a tawakkul. And as a result of their tawakkul, he suffices them subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah only suffices those whom he loves and does the things which he loves. And in this case, what is this thing that he loves? Is a tawakkul. وعن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل قالها إبراهيم عليه السلام حين ألقي في النار وقالها محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم حين قالوا إن الناس قد جمعوا لكم فاخشوهم فزادهم إيمانا وقالوا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل رواه البخاري والنسائي the statement Allah alone is sufficient for us and he is the best disposer of affairs for us was said by Ibrahim when he was thrown into the fire and it was said by Muhammad وسلم, when they the hypocrites said verily the people have gathered against you so fear them but it only increased them in iman and they said sufficient for us is Allah and he is the best disposer of affairs in Ali Imran ayah 173 further he says for this is an athar this is the athar of Ibn Abbas it is the Athar of Ibn Abbas, which has the Hukm al-Raf. It has the ruling that it goes up to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why? Because Ibn Abbas, he said, قَالَهَا إِبْرَاهِيمُ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامُ حِينَ أُلْقِيَ فِي النَّارِ Ibrahim alayhi salam, he said this when he was cast into the fire. Can Ibn Abbas say this on his own accord from the opinion of Ibn Abbas? He can't say this. For he must have heard it from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ We know what حَسْب means. Allah is sufficient for us. Yes. يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ حَسْبُكَ اللَّهُ وَمَنِ اتَّبَعَكَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ Allah is sufficient for us. That is why we put our tawakkul in Allah. That is why we rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best disposer of affairs. Therefore we rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and we submit all our affairs to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And He will dispose of them in the way which he sees fit while implementing the asbab. Don't say, I put all my affairs with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you are not taking the asbab. Qalaha Ibrahim, and like we said, Ibrahim said it, this is not a matter which a valid opinion is allowed. Therefore, the athar has the ruling of being elevated to the Prophet sallallahu And Ibn Abbas would have heard it from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then the general meaning of the athar, Abdullah ibn Abbas narrates, the great statement, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil, Allah is sufficient for us and he is the best disposer of affairs, was pronounced by the friends of Allah. 
the Khalil of Allah Ibrahim and the Khalil of Allah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They faced two critical situations in the course of their da'wah to their people. When Ibrahim called his people to worship Allah alone, they refused, so he demolished their idols. They decided to take revenge on him in support of their idols. They collected firewood and kindled a huge fire and catapulted him into the center of the fire where he uttered this great statement, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Subsequently, as a result of this statement, Allah ordered the fire to be cool and peaceful for Ibrahim alayhi salam. Likewise, when Quraysh threatened the Prophet ﷺ through the hypocrites that they had mobilized a great army to annihilate them, he uttered this great statement. In return, Allah ﷻ bestowed his grace and favor upon them and no harm touched them. And then the relevance of the Athar to the chapter that the Prophet ﷺ and the believers rely upon Allah alone because he is sufficient for them. For this tawakkul increased them in iman. Fazadahum imanan. Waqalu hasbun Allah wa ni'mal wakil. Fazadahum imanan. This tawakkul that they had in Allah, this reliance in Allah, it increased them in iman. When they said there's a great army outside, they're ready to annihilate you. It increased their iman. For whatever increases your iman, that this is an act of worship. Because iman increases with, with acts of worship and it decreases with, with sins. For we know that the tawakkul in Allah was an act of worship. And we know that tawakkul is an act of worship. If it is for Allah, it is tawheed. And if it is directed to other than Allah, then it is. Then it is shirk wal-ayyadu billah. Alright, the important issues of the chapter. To have trust tawakkul in Allah is a religious duty. Is a faridah. This is what religious duty means here, a faridah. And this is as per the ayah in Surah Al-Ma'idah. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا It is an amr, it is an order. And whatever Allah orders, it is an obligation. In this case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ordering you to have tawakkul in Him. Two, trust upon Allah is a condition of iman. Again, like Surah Al-Ma'idah. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ Tawakkul is related to iman. You implement tawakkul, you have high iman. You do not implement tawakkul, there is deficiency in your iman. Three, explanation of the ayah in Surah Al-Anfal. إنما المؤمنون الذين إذا ذكر الله وجلت قلوبهم وإذا تليت عليهم آيات زادتهم إيمانا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون. أنا ذا الشيخ بن عثيمين. He said the iman that is being referred to here in the ayah. This is the complete iman. This is not the أصل الإيمان. A person can still be a mu'min and not have these characteristics, although the iman is very deficient. Although the iman is very deficient. For an absence of these characteristics does not mean that the person is outside the fold of Islam. Four and five, explanation of the ayah in Surah Al-Anfal, ayah number 64. An explanation of the verse in Surah Al-Talaq, ayah number three, and we've just explained this as well. Six, importance of the words, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Allah alone is sufficient for us and He is the best disposed of affairs for us. These were the words said by Ibrahim alayhi salam and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam at the time of distress. And لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا In the Prophet ﷺ there is the best of examples. For when we are in distress and when we are in subhanAllah hardship, we say حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِلُ May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us sincere tawakkul in Him. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the fruit of حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِلُ Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu wa la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa tuwulaik wa jazakumullah khair.